It's Friday, everyone. How you doing? What are you guys doing for the weekend? Are you going to get out there and ride that motorcycle, man? Put a couple hundred miles on it and stuff like that. It's supposed to be freezing here, man. It sucks, man. Northern Illinois, we really don't get any good weather until, I don't know, end of May and stuff. Other than that, it's a roller coaster here in Illinois, and it kind of sucks. I'm kind of jealous of you people down in freaking down south and the southwest and stuff. And then you'll come back and say, well, get the hell out of Northern Illinois. Tell that to China Dow, man. Today, we're going to be talking about, uh, from my perception and from the way things used to be, 1% uh, club reputations, man. My God, have they taken a hit lately? And a big question is, when your club starts out with cops in it or law enforcement, whatever you may be, and then you decide to go 1%. Uh, what does that do to your reputation? I've also heard a lot of 1% clubs freaking uh, taking in clubs like Iron Order that everybody bashes. So again, what does that do to your reputation? But first, don't forget to pound rock on. And also, man, immediately after this segment, go over to MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. And China Dow will be joining me, man. Also, rocking with Hollywood at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm also playing uh, some reruns over on the YouTube channel, seeing how that goes and stuff. That way, in case you guys uh, that are on YouTube don't hit the radio station for that show, you can see some of the whacked out stuff that we talk about on that show. Especially when China Dow is uh, co-hosting that one. Most of the time, it's just me, but uh, you'll hear my... Uh, uh, demented thoughts really if you want to donate you can uh, super chat go over and get some uh, proud hooligan uh, merchandise man show that you're a proud hooligan and stuff like that but Fridays I usually take a break from all the cases and I kind of give uh, some points of view of how things were a little earlier in the scene compared to they are now. And people are liking this kind of format. Again, uh, I do some biker news as well. I haven't been hitting it real hard. i got to get back to that because that's what I'm known for. Uh, but I, I'm going to be doing a lot more of that on the MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. Uh, but I ain't taking away from YouTube, guys. Don't worry about that. I, I just think there's a lot more out there in the scene to explore and to debate. And, you know, yeah, it gets people in the know. But at the same time, you know, there's other stuff. What can I say, man? Anyway, uh, oh yeah, by the way, you troll. I think his name is Dave or something. Every time we do a freaking video about the cases going on, going and if you don't like the channel, why are you even on it? At some point, we're just going to say, you know what, screw you. We're not going to sit there and take ignorant-ass remarks or questions or any of that stuff because it does make you look ignorant. It makes you look like, yeah, we know you're either a law enforcement supporter. By the way, how's that going for you guys, uh, law enforcement? I guess Minneapolis is up in freaking flames right now. Maybe people are waking up and realizing just how bad things get. 
when the cops go a little overboard. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. I talk about that plenty on uh, the radio. Yes, it's WMMRDB. We got 24-7 music over there, except when I'm on there Monday through Friday. But uh, rock and roll, man. Everywhere from uh, 80s to present we play. And we don't play the same songs over and over and over again. Screw that, man. We play it and we play it loud. Uh, But anyway, this is a very interesting subject. And I have to say that because I guess even at my age, I'm learning a whole different bunch of things. I'm learning that clubs are taking in law enforcement a lot more. Some majors are really taking in freaking cops, and I couldn't believe that one when I heard it. And I was like, no way. And yeah, way. And then you have all these people that bang on iron order. Well, they're a cop club. They're this. They're that. Then why are some of these clubs taking them in? Why are they flipping entire chapters of either Iron for Order, I guess Kinfolk has been flipped. I, you know what? I really got to keep up on all this stuff, don't I, man? Instead of just doing the biker news, I really got to keep up with this. But it is a weird type of uh, hypocrisy, if you will, that they would reach into clubs that only years before they were banging on for what they were doing. And what's even weirder is a lot of these clubs are taken to the internet and taken out of Iron Order's playbook when they first started of how to recruit. Yes, this is something else, man. And that's, you know, people got upset when I said, you know, some people are just watering down that diamond and, you know, then you have people, you ain't a diamond, don't talk about it. Really? You have these people watering down the diamond and we're not supposed to talk about it? Like, everybody knows what the hell's going on now. Uh, You know what? A lot of these things pop up all across the internet. uh, Which, hey, man, it's more entertainment value. And that's exactly what this is, is entertainment, by the way. This ain't supposed to be gospel. The only way you're going to learn anything, like I uh, drill and drill and drill is to go up to an MC and actually hang around them. Now, you can get all the history lessons you want from channels like mine or others, or you can get protocol advice from this person or that person, they're on the East Coast or they're on the West Coast. It still doesn't mean jack shit until you get out there. But my amazement really has been in this subject where clubs, they start out as, say, a freaking rocket club, or they start out as a mom and pop, and they have known cops in there. Known cops. And they go decades with cops. And next thing you know, they're one percenters that are Looking for respect? How do you give respect to that when the very thing that they're wearing has no association with cops, but they start their club out with cops? 
you see where the hypocrisy is in that, man? It is really interesting how that plays out and how people come to accept that. But only a few years ago, they're banging on this club or banging on that club for being a cop club. It's ludicrous, if you ask me. Now, reputation is everything. And let's admit it. A lot of the majors run on reputation of what happened in the past. Crap, it gets them in trouble with law enforcement because they don't understand that everything's changed. It ain't like that no more. But they use the reputation to get them. So, how is your reputation within the scene if people know that you had cops in your club, your club started with cops, and then all of a sudden you make the switch. It's like it's like whiplash. It's like, what happened? As China Dollar would say, what happened here? I didn't think that was even possible. And then the cheerleaders that you see online with some of these clubs is like, do you actually really know what the hell you are supporting? Do you actually know the people that came or went into those clubs from other clubs that you supposedly cannot stand? See, that's the problem with people that just want to get their opinions out there. They want to feel good making comments and like they're the know-it-alls. But at the same time, you know that they don't know dick what they're talking about. So yeah, there are many, 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 many now. And it's no wonder everybody is dropping that 1% diamond now because it has been watered down by these little clubs or internet clubs that boast all these kinds of numbers. They boast all kinds of numbers. But it was recruited on the internet and you might have had maybe a 90-day prospect period or a hang-around period, whatever the hell they're doing. You know, the diamonds, the ones that I consider diamonds anyway, the older ones that started off decades ago, because they put the work in, they had to deal with all the profiling, they had to deal with law enforcement. The ones, those are the ones I consider diamonds. Usually, it takes years for them to patch another chapter or charter. It ain't 90 days, I can tell you that. And there's uniformity within their club. And what you see sometimes with these other clubs that just pop out and have law enforcement in them is, you know, some have sports bikes, some have cruiser bikes, uh, some have Harleys, some have uh, Japanese, which, okay, what you ride is what you ride, but some, you know, most of the time there's uniformity. Most of the time with the diamonds, you got American-made bikes. But now you're seeing the pop-ups and stuff come up where they'll throw a diamond on and they're riding sports bikes or 
they're riding, you know, all different types of makes and models of bikes. That's usually not how it works. You know, again, this is coming from a 90s, early 2000s perspective. Everything's changed. I get it. I get told that all the time. But that's just, it didn't work like that back then. And you feel like if some of the people that actually gave up their lives, I'm meaning maybe they got killed or they're doing hefty freaking prison sentences for their club. And then one day after doing that long prison sentence, they come out and I guarantee it's going to be culture shock to them. It's going to be culture shock because they went in, it was one way of thinking, and now it's a whole different one. Could you imagine if you were a diamond club, and next thing you know, ex-law enforcement or law enforcement's in that club? And I know there's a lot of people that are going to come back and say, and that was a famous thing that uh, Iron Order used to talk about was, well, at least we know who our cops are. Wait a second, man. What kind of answer is that? I'm taken back by an answer like that. Because here you are, you're supposed to be 100% hardcore outlaw, an outlaw motorcycle club, but you have the very people around you that we're not supposed to be getting along with. You got a line, man. It's never supposed to be crossed. Do I blame some of it on the lack of membership? It is hard to get people involved in clubs now. You know, I guarantee you if you walk up to a club and you ask them, and they're going to say, yeah, it's hard to get uh, people involved. Why is that? Well, you got propaganda. That hurts. But the other thing is it's not the same thinking uh, with the different generations anymore. My generation really thinks different than the younger ones. The younger ones, they want to kumbaya. They all want to get along. They all should get along with everybody. When, if they understood the scene, the history, they know something like that is impossible. One organization I support not 100%, 1,000%, 1,000% is ENCOM. And now I know the naysayers are going to come back with their bull crap saying, well, that's just 1% clubs uh, running roughshod over everybody trying to make money. You know what I suggest? I suggest you take your ass to an ENCOM convention and see everything that goes on. Hear everything, because it's public. If you got the balls, I say get your ass over there and learn. Don't go around and just spewing and puking up the same stuff that you hear people saying all the time that have no association with them. You know, it's always been a funny thing to me when uh, some people talk about protocol that don't even know what NCOM is. Now, it used to be NCOC, you know, the National Confederation of Clubs. Now it's the National Coalition of Motorcyclists. And one of the reasons why I support them 1,000% is 
you get to see all the old timers that have been around this scene. You get to see these guys from all different types of clubs coming together to fight something that affects us all. Here they are laying it out for everyone, trying to protect everyone, their rights and stuff, and you get these BS idiots out there that say, well, they're nothing but this and that, and this is what they're doing, this is the scam they're up to. There is no scam with NCOM. There is some really old graybeards in there that will knock your head off with some edumacation, man. Me, when I get in front of a graybeard, I like to sit down and I just like to shut up. And I, want, I like my brain to be like a sponge around them. The way they talk. Because, you know what, I relate to the way they're talking. I don't relate to a lot of new school stuff, man. But I love sitting there, hearing the stories of how this started, how that started. What would have happened then compared to what would have happened now? There's so much to learn out there. And you can learn it from the guys at NCOM that are out there fighting for your rights. But when you hear people that are now giving advice out there, not knowing about them, it's like uh, you just missed the biggest part of club history there's ever been by not knowing who they are. And why are you not learning about them? See, that's something I believe I learn every day, man. Like I said, you go in front of a gray beard, it's like, damn, man. They just told me what's up. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I actually love, though. You know, many people don't want to take the time for that. And you can see from NCOM the reputation of the many old one percenter clubs in there. And you can see why they got that reputation. You know, there was a great, great, great man. J.R. Reed, he was a national with the Sons of Silence. And what that man tried to do and what that man started is just flabbergasting because at the time he tried to do it, everybody was going after each other. But this little dude said, you know what, let's try to do this, let's try to work things out, let's bring stuff to the table. And that was the National Confederation of Clubs who started it, was JR. And if you ever met a Sons of Silence member, you would know you're sitting with somebody old school. That's the same with the Invaders, old school. Many people don't know who they are, but they're old school. Then you got people like the Outsiders on the West Coast. You got the Midwest, the AOA. There's a lot of people with them clubs that can really teach you what everything's about. They're the hardcore diamonds, and they're the ones at the forefront of fighting for your rights. So when you hear people on the internet commented about NCOM, yeah, you're damn right, I get freaking pissed. Because... You know what? The biggest honor I have to say that I've ever got 
was on I received that plaque behind me from NCOM. That right there is like winning the Pulitzer Prize for me. Because it came from a bunch of men who know this lifestyle, who had to endure all that they had to endure so you guys can enjoy what you got now. It wasn't always cool to be a biker, and them guys lived through that kind of stuff. So that was the biggest honor for me was receiving that award. And I know Black Dragon was tickled to death to be noticed. And I think that's one of my biggest deals is to make sure I can support them all I can from an entertainment perspective. I think that's why I took a turn towards cases. Because one night I want to just kick myself in the balls. Saying, okay, you're covering all these stories, but if you really wanted to do what you wanted to do with both sides of the stories, you have to follow them through. So that's why I started talking about the cases, my opinions, is because there needed to be more attention to the after effects. Just like the Vagos. We just did one on them. How they stuck together was unbelievable, man. To me, that showed everything that one percenters are all about. It ain't these new jack one percenters. It ain't one percenter clubs that started out with cops. No. It's them old school clubs, man. The Vagos stuck together. They were arm in arm. And they took on the federal government. The federal government. Then, well, in 1979, you had the Hells Angels, the first club that was Ricoed. They stuck together. And that's the thing that first comes to mind when you talk about a one percenter club is sticking together every organization is going to have somebody who rats it's just human that's human freaking experience stuff right there man it's just a fact but at the same time when you see a bunch of guys that say, you know what, screw that, man. We're standing up for what we believe in. It's just an amazing feeling to be able to cover something like that because you do have a lot of naysayers. You have naysayers all the time about clubs. God knows I get them all the freaking time. See, what you guys don't understand is the emails that I get. And I'm sure Black Dragon gets all the emails too. You know, the troll freaking idiots. We get some pretty messed up stuff. And when I'm able to cover a story like that, it's beautiful. It's like shoving it right back into their faces. So, you know, reputation, you know, I think is everything. Whether you're in a street gang, whether you're even in the Moose Riders, or 
you know, the it don't matter. Reputation is everything. Depending on what culture you're in. Now, in the club culture, for the older guys at least, it's not acceptable to start a 1% club that has a bunch of cops in it or flip a club that everybody is supposed to hate. They're flipping chapters of Iron Order like it ain't like it's water. I think people are actually using Iron Order as the stepping stone into the club scene, even though people say they hate them. Okay, if you hate them so much, why are you taking their people from them? See where I'm coming from with this uh, being hypocritical crap? It just blows the guy's mind. But if you really want to learn something about the scene, yeah, you can listen to those blowhards. That's what we are. It's nothing but blowhards, man. You got to understand, when I talk about entertainment, that's what it is. This is Insane Throttle is a business, and I'm going to use my business as an example. Yeah, we do cover this and we cover that. But just like any radio show, you're not supposed to take it at 100% face value. You're supposed to go out there and explore. Hopefully a program like this gives you a kick in the ass to get on the street and say, you know what, Hollywood said I should learn more about NCOM. Hollywood said... I should go and attend one of their conventions to disprove that all I'm hearing about them is false. That's what I'm hoping people do. I believe this year's NCOM is in Iowa. I'm not for sure, but I'll get that uh, more information later on as it comes closer. But please do, man. If you got any set of balls whatsoever and you get off the internet and go out there, I promise you that you're going to have your eyes opened up to a whole different world. It's not going to be over an internet line. You're going to meet people you never thought you would meet and learn from so many graybeards, man. Especially Vietnam generation graybeards. Those are the ones you want to talk to. They will tell you straight up about this scene. You know, I consider myself an old man, but I'm not. I'm only 48 years old, man. I don't know that much. I learn every day. Then there's younger guys giving it. No! Get your asses over there and talk to them graybeards, man. Vietnam ones. Ones that's going to kick you in the ass, not play with you, and tell you the way things should be. They're going to teach you about life. They're going to teach you why it's not okay for a club that started out with cops or that recruited Iron Order is not a good deal for a 1% club or the lifestyle and it's just going to water you down. 
I'm just asking, man. I'm hoping that you guys take... You want some advice? That's my advice. Like I said, on Fridays, I come at this from my generation's way of thinking. It's something totally different than what would be happening now. Come on, we're talking 25 years ago? Lots changed, man. Trust me on that. Because you didn't have cops in your clubs back then, and there was none of this, well, at least we know who they are. How do you even go that route? Ooh, um, it's like skin crawling here, man. It's like, damn, man, you got crabs or something. That's just weird. But it's an acceptable type of deal now. But then those same people have the nuts to go around talking crap about one percenters, uh, patch police stuff. You know what? I believe in tradition 100%. Even though some of it needs to be updated, uh, depending on the areas, I don't know, man. You hear the horror stories, and it's like, well, you know, you can hear the horror stories, but I really couldn't believe something like that would happen with clubs. But, hey, it's a new deal. I'm a 100% believer if you start up a club, you're supposed to go to the dominant in your area. It's just respect and plus, you get involved with everybody, man. The parties, the rides. Ain't that what the clubs are supposed to be all about? It's not about starting a club up, putting a patch on your back, and then go sit in your backyard. Go do that shit right, man. And I know I'm going to have a bunch of people out there saying, well, this and that and this and that, the Constitution. Okay, do what the hell you want to do. I'm just telling you how it would be better. Just my thoughts. What do you guys think, man? Let me know in the description box about this subject, man. Uh, answer the question. Uh, do uh, a club's reputation uh, start taking a hit when they're accepting uh, cops or law enforcement, whatever you want to say it, or they start with them? Let me know, man. Put it in the comment section. And don't forget, man, we're going to the second half of the show right now. So uh, I'll meet you over there with China Dow. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm in the mood for something just a little bit wild. God! Now or never, here it comes. Take yourself on a journey into the unknown. Yeah! Are you ready? Attention. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. Hey! This is good stuff. I want to share something with you. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. And how you guys doing? Welcome to the second half of the show. It's Friday, baby. I can't wait, man. It's the weekend coming to us. 
Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the first uh, part of the show. I think I just went off, man. Uh, a lot of things have changed, but I have to introduce my co-host, man. It's my China Dow. How you doing, China Dow? I'm sleepy. You're sleepy, huh? You know what was funny? I actually got a comment on uh, YouTube about yesterday's show. I put the Rockin' with Hollywood on there. They think I'm too mean to you. <laughs> and that's the reason why I have assholes on my channel is because the way I talk. Really? Can you believe that? Well... I, I guess they don't be, they don't get that this is a, a shock show. jock radio show. It's a show, yeah. So that's okay because sometimes when we get off air, I go, "Damn, dude, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell?" Do you feel that way? No, only once in a while, oh. I, I I I get a little inkling in my head, going, "Were you playing?" <laughs> I ask you though. Well, here you go. Here's the quote. Okay, Hollywood. You wonder why, and this is under uh, the video yesterday. Hollywood, you wonder why you have asshole audience members. It's because you create the environment you want to be in. You disparage and put your wife down because she likes it, I guess. And your audience thinks they can do the same as you. I actually got that. I'm reading it right now, four hours ago. Wow. I don't think our audience are assholes. I don't think either. I don't either. But do you see, and I was just talking about this in the first segment, how different my generation is to some of these others. Or how... I wonder what age bracket that person's in. Or how bikers of my age think compared to these new school cats. That right there sums everything up. (laughs) Could you imagine this dude... And you were around when I uh, doing when I was doing this shit in yep. the '90s. Could you imagine this mu- this kind of guy yeah. around us? Could we would have knocked the fuck out of him. He couldn't hang. Couldn't hang. Not even a little. Not even a little. Then can you imagine him being around a Vietnam generation biker? No. Where they're doing lines off of freaking women's freaking tacos and passing them around. Could you imagine this guy? Nope, couldn't hang. Couldn't hang. I can't believe. So what? what I can't believe. I can't can't believe they said that. I like it. No, actually, I kind of feed into it. (laughs) We feed back and forth off each other. Exactly. This is a shock jock type of deal. I'm a lot more cruder than Howard Stern ever can be. That fucking big bird motherfucker, or man cow, or Opie. I'm a lot more freaking crude. I come from it from a biker way of thinking. At least I thought it was a biker way of thinking. It's entertainment. Isn't that what it is? Oh, last time I thought it was. Okay. I thought it was last time. You know, but it just showed me. And you guys got to go comment on this, man, for me. You guys got to stick up for Hollywood here, man. If not, I wouldn't have these thousands of listeners on MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com if they thought I was disparaging. God, I might have to go comment. I got the damn uh, military... Oh, by the way, guys, how you doing over there in uh, Japan and uh, South Korea? I got the, you know, them playing me in the military barracks when my show comes on. I know. 
That's just, that's funny. Because people want realness, man. They don't want no bullshit. They don't want no PC. I think people are tired of that. Uh, I know I am. I already know, man. If I was on a regular radio station, which... You wouldn't be on anymore. I wouldn't be on anymore. <laughs> I was once offered that at a regular FM station. I said, you guys couldn't take me. I was like, you know what? You wouldn't have any advertisers by the time I'm done. No. Howard Stern don't got shit. No. <laughs> they wouldn't have any. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Who needs that? Who needs them? Do you need them? But I think, in, you know, a program to be successful, especially online radio, you have to give the people what they want. And the people want to laugh. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sit here... And it's just like sports. It's just like sports. I want to wait. I want to watch baseball. I don't want to hear about your PC bullshit. Same thing with this program. They want to hear me go back and forth with you mm-hmm. and have fun. Which we do. And a lot of people aren't going to understand that fun. Because they might just be tuning in and hear me call you a bitch or something. I call you an asshole. Then right away, they're like, I gotta turn off the channel because he's disparaging her. So? It's fun. So, what do you say to Texas Red? Texas Red. You wonder why you have asshole audience members. Well, for one, our audience members are not assholes. They rock. I love my audience. I love my people. They are, they are the shit. And they are real people. Yeah, I've become close with a lot of them. Yeah, it might be a hi, how you doing on the internet and stuff like that. But our members only chats, our ladies only chats. We got to know people. And a lot of other creators will not do this. No. They never have the members only chats. They never communicate with them. I don't believe in that. And I think a lot of creators don't even message people in, like, general chat. Just saying. Or whatever platform they're using. I was up at, like, two-something this morning because I couldn't sleep. And, yeah, I was waiting for my meds to kick in. And I went on Discord. And and, uh, I was talking to Alan D. And he's in Hawaii. He Mm. He was bragging about his weather. Right. And I'm like... But, I mean, you know, we talked for about 15 minutes. And then I'm like, well, I guess I should try and sleep. i got to be up early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I had a nice conversation with him. It was cool. And you know what? We always say it. What you see on the show is not what you get out there. No, we just have And they'll see that at the Rumble. Yeah. It's a lot different. Yeah. I mean, we're still dorks, but... <laughs> Well, we're still we'll, dorks. We'll go back and forth, but it, you know, doesn't, it, you don't take it to heart. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Even in person, we're kind of, we kind of ramble on the same way. Right. Not all the time, but sometimes. I guess the, these new jacks don't know how to take <laughs> the old time humor then. Well, I think he needs to take a chill pill and... Enjoy the fucking show. Enjoy the show and... mm, Don't be a fucking prude. I think he needs to just, like, listen a little bit more instead of judging after one episode. They always judge. Well, you know what? People need to stop judging. You know, I'm used to it because I know I have to have a thick skin. I'm the one that doesn't have the thick skin. Right. 
You know, and it's like you'd think, you'd think if the way you talk on the radio show would have, like, I'd be sitting here crying and acting like a baby, but I don't. I just come back at you with something. Of course, you get me back even better, but there's sometimes I get you. Well, that's just like we have a young kid, uh, 18, I think she is, in Discord. Mm-hmm. And she can give it just as good as take it, man. Oh, heck yeah, she does. She rolls with it. You know, I think I'm giving, you know, I'm empowering people is what I'm doing. Well, I think people need to be able to have some place that they can go, that they can be themselves. They can talk however they want. They can sit, you know, whatever. <laughs> Unlike, you know, like Facebook and all that stuff, you got to be PC. You know, people need to be able to have some place to go, some kind of, you know, app or server or whatever where they can just be them. You know, we don't expect <coughs> we don't expect anybody to be anything but themselves. Mm. I just thought that was an interesting thing. I really did. That's kind of funny. I seen that. I was like, you're a fucking schluck. I'm going to have to go comment on that after this. <laughs> I'm going to go comment. I hope so, because it's yeah. like, damn, man. Fucking schluck. The slucks. And he pro- that's probably the only episode he's watched. And it, you know what is funny? I get a lot of the hater cops out there. They hate me, man. These cops, they hate me. Well, that happens. It happens. But the problem is, they don't look at both sides, man. It's always them that are right and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's mostly them cocksuckers that like coming back and commenting stupid shit. But then you get them back anyways. And it's like this one guy on there. I think his name's Dave on there. Every time I put out a fucking video, it's like, clubs are drug dealers, clubs are rapists, they pillage, all that bullshit. That's what I get from that cocksucker. Wow. It's like, if you don't like the fucking show, don't fucking watch it, you cocksucker. I know, you all got your own, uh, you know, you got choices you can make. You can watch it or you can't. You can love us or you can hate us. I know that. I like being hated more. That's just me. That's why you always get that random thumbs down. <laughs> no, that's because he says the audio down. You know, he it's a Canadian. Well, the audio down sound right. Motherfucker, that's your phone then. It ain't me. <laughs> I never have issues. It is uh, what it is. Whatever. Uh, anyway, we got some sad state of affairs here. And I actually got a theory. I now got a theory. What's that? There was a mass casualty event. Uh, there was eight people dead at an Indianapolis hotel, uh, and it's a FedEx type of deal. A gunman went in there and started shooting things up. And my theory is that this has to be being done from the inside because they're pushing gun control so much, and they use each and every one of these incidences to take people's gun rights away. This happened in Australia in the 90s. There was a mass shooting, and they said, you know what, we don't need guns. And everybody started turning their shit in. I think that's what's going on here. Oh, do they think everybody's going to start turning their weapons in? They're trying to go after them. This gives them the excuse to go ahead and take everybody's shit away. Now, you got these radical communist fucks trying to stack the court with 13 judges instead of 9. Four, they want to be able to uh, 
put there. That way, the idiots would have a, an advantage. There goes your gun rights. It's gone. That's what this government's doing. And the CIA motherfuckers, I don't trust them worth a shit. They're probably involved in this kind of crap. But anyway, let's read the story here. Uh, at least eight people were shot and killed at a FedEx's uh, facility near the airport Thursday night, and multiple others suffered gunshots. Uh, the alleged shooter died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. That's never, I know, I, you know, I never get that. They always kill themselves. If you're going to shoot it out, why not go down by a cop's bullet or whatever? Uh, four people were hospitalized, including one person with critical injuries. Two others were treated at the scene and released. No uh, law enforcement were injured. And now it is hidden everywhere. And depending on what news service you watch or listen to, <laughs> is the way they're pushing it. <laughs> That's like CNN. I hate that network. I think it's nothing but a propaganda fucking network. They got caught by James O'Keefe talking about how, yeah, they're a propaganda machine. That is what they did was to get Trump out of office. Admitted it right on air. Now Twitter banned them and shit like that. And it's like, really? You guys work in concert, but you know what? They lost more than half of their audience since uh, Biden's inauguration. I love it. I love it, man. So, got a lot going on. What do you think about my uh, theory, man? You think the the government's doing this shit on pers- purpose? And most of these shooters are fucking Democrats. <laughs> How do you know? You don't look up the registrations. They do it right away after these mass shootings. Do they really? Because they're always trying to blame it on the, the conservatives or the law-abiding citizens just to get their angle out there. That's pretty messed up. I can't believe they actually do that. That's pretty kick-ass there, Viking uh, bastard. In Discord in general, that's kick-ass uh, best. Rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. So... Uh, that's some of your news this morning. We're going to go to two in a row right here. We're going to go to Coldplay and then Avenge Sevenfold.
listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. Man, it feels like a Monday, man. I screwed that friggin' uh, deal up, man. I put Coldplay on. I didn't see I had Coldplay. God damn, that was a shitty song, if you ever said one, wasn't it? <laughs> How's your Friday going, China Dow? It's too early to tell. It's too early to tell, huh? Yeah. I, I got some scary news now, man. What? Nearly 6,000 people, fully vaccinated, got COVID-19 out of 66 million, which ain't a bad thing. Uh, 65% of those infected were women, while more than 40% were people over the age of 65. And again, they were fully vaccinated. That comes out to like 0.008%. They found uh, 29% of the uh, breakthrough infections were asymptomatic. 7% 7% led to hospitalization. So far, 74 people have died from breakthrough infections, but it's not clear which vaccine they received, if the va- uh, patients came from high-risk groups or if they were uh, any other uh, circumstances contributing to the deaths. Uh, man, uh, more than 40% of the breakthrough cases uh, came uh, from only 40 states occurred in people over the age of 60 and 65 percent and they're uh, waiting to uh, publish a report but one of the doctors at CDC said some of these uh, breakthroughs are of course failures of the immune response in the host and then some of them we are, are worried might be related to the variant that is circulating so we're looking at both this thing's going to turn out like the fucking flu isn't it where they gotta guess what fucking variant of the flu each year that you're gonna get. It's a guessing game at that point. Well, it's a guessing game now, in my opinion. So, one vaccine doesn't cover all the variants. Yes, but which one? <laughs> hmm. And to me, I think it's gonna be like, you know, hey, instead of going to get your flu shot, everybody, let's line up and get our COVID shots on a yearly basis. I think that's where it's going. I don't want to do I thought we were just going to have to do it twice and call it a day. <laughs> that and uh, booster shots they're now talking about. But I got mine coming up next Friday, my second one. And then yours is the week after that. Mm-hmm. And here we're thinking, okay, you got your vaccine and, you know, hunky-dory. And next thing you know, hey, you still can catch this shit. Well, why the fuck did I have to go through this in the first place then if I'm going to catch it? But then they're saying it's mostly asymptomatic. Hopefully. Which, you know, it's a very low mu- number. It's a huge low number. Because uh, 66 million people has already got it. And only 5,800 people. And they say, well, you know, with vaccinations, if your immune system don't recognize the uh, vaccination you got and fight back, you might have a bad immune system. Plus, you got to think about those uh, out of those people, pre-existing conditions. Um, allergies seems to play a big part on it, too. Yeah, because they got eggs and stuff like that they yeah. use, don't they? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of other things. you don't. We don't know. We don't know those 5,800 people's backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure neither do they. Right. You know, they're going to have to literally go through... 5,800 people and see which vaccine and if they have underlying issues and 
you know, I mean, I've heard good and good, bad, and the ugly when it comes to this COVID vaccine. So, I just take it one. There's so know, much disinformation out there about it. I I just take it as I see it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I don't want to. You know, with my immune system, I I don't want to be one of the ones on a on a vent. So. I don't, that, I don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, because once you get on a vent, that's kind of like your last stop. So, I'd like to avoid that. <laughs> so well, you know, we're sending our thoughts out to Jake and Julie Donna. He's going in for uh, surgery today. Uh, our thoughts, again, are with you guys. Uh, other news, uh, an ex-Chicago Outlaws Motorcycle Club boss, or uh, Overy, or Arvery, Cochran. That kind of sounded better when you said ovary. <laughs> it's over. I'm just saying that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 wa- he was a pretty cool dude, man. Uh, after contacting COVID-19, uh, he was released six months early from his uh, five-year racketeering conspiracy sentence. A lot of these guys were on the lam for a long time, man. Uh Orby, uh, or Orville, as he's called, uh, survived the shooting outside uh, the Southside Clubhouse in 2000. Man, I remember that like it was yesterday. Uh, he slipped on uh, some ice and fell, thus avoiding a hail of bullets. A uh, former friend described him as uh, damn lucky. Uh, arrested in 2017 after being on the run for 16 years. To avoid racketeering charges, he caught a break on a sentence, and now after contracting the coronavirus in prison, he's gotten a federal judge to free him from the prison uh, six months early. They, uh, he was ordered uh, a compassionate release. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. He's like 71 years old now, so uh, yeah, 71 years old. Rock and roll, man. Oh, freaking Orville's gone. He's out. Anyway, uh, then I had to ask China Dow a question here. Uh-oh. Now. Do, do I want to know the question? According to Cher, you uh, know. Yeah, like Sonny and Cher, Cher? Yeah, the only thing I liked Cher in was Mask. That's the only damn thing I <sighs> liked her in. I love that movie. That was a great-ass fucking movie. I love that movie. Her ideal man is men should be like Kleenex, soft, strong, and disposable. <laughs> what a bitch. That's kind of funny. It's no wonder that cunt is by herself. That's kind of funny, actually. So what is... Your ideal man, and it better be Hollywood, but if Hollywood wasn't here. If Hollywood wasn't here, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I've been with you so dang long. But let's see. Uh, my ideal man, uh, well, let's see. Biker. <laughs> Why a biker? Why does it have to be a biker? I don't want no yuppie. You don't want no yuppie, huh? <laughs> been there, done that, hated it. Mm, mm. What's li- the difference between a yuppie and a biker? I like to... Expect the unexpected. Uh huh. I like the excitement. They're more fun. I'm just saying. Mm. Yuppies are boring. They they're super boring. Bust out them turtlenecks, ride your crotch racket, whatever. Not so you're not into you know the yuppies that have the money and all that bullshit. No. Because money doesn't buy happiness, so I don't care. So the three the what would be three words to describe the man that you would uh, you know wanna know. Good looking biker, obviously has to be in there. Uh, I want somebody that makes me f- 
lets me be who I am. Mm-hmm. And I like uh, someone that, you know, w- along with the biker, they make you feel safe. There you go. <laughs> now, women, you had to put that in the general chat of what we're talking about here. Now, on marriage, now these are celebrities that are talking about this. And, you know, it's you always know notice that celebrities are the ones that kill themselves all the time. <laughs> Well, I'm sure others do. They just don't get publicized. It's like they don't know how to live life. Well, you know, like I said, money doesn't buy happiness. Obviously, it didn't work for those. Money and fame don't buy it. No. Even though you wish that somebody like Cher would hang herself, but no, uh, it is. She's she's. I like her. I like her songs. She's a good singer. Yeah, but her personality. She's a bitch. Well. She so, really so is. are a lot of women, and she's got the nose of a Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, I don't with see all how the surge, everybody with th- all the plastic she's got. I'm surprised she didn't take care of that. Uh, you know, it is. It's like a bridge. The bridge, man, is like, damn, man. She's got a hot body, but her face is uglier than sin. She should have done something about that. I guess, man. Yeah. Uh, but from Christian Bell on marriage, in ten years, when the dopamine has waned, remember, life is a crazy ride. It's a privilege to go through it with a partner. That was kind of cool. I like that. That was good. That was a good one. That was a good opinion. I think the roller coaster uh, ride is, uh, it should be more said because you got your ups and downs and rounds. and. Yeah, because there's no marriage. And if you guys say that yours is like perfect, y'all are crazy. <laughs> I've never met anybody. Well, okay, I've met a couple people. Oh, my God, our marriage is so amazing. We like never fight. Is that like in the to first me, month bo- or two or something? That'd be something? like boring. Um, oh, you like fighting. I don't like it. Yes, you do. You just said that. I, it be I egg it on sometimes. Oh, sometimes. Sometimes. Who you'll you'll be mad and I'll be like, what's wrong, bro? You mad? You mad, bro? <laughs> Who usually starts most of the fights? I do. <laughs> now, according to Texas Red, I shouldn't be uh, picking on you, but... Uh, you know why I usually start it. Yes, you do. I ain't gonna lie. I do. You're an instigator. You're a viper, and I'm. I'll right. see. I'll see that you're like in a bad mood when it and it ha- probably has nothing to do with me, and I'll egg it on. <laughs> I'll be like, "Why are you mad? Why are you mad?" And then you'll say something. And be like, "Shut up! I don't want to do that. <laughs> Get it yourself. Do it yourself." <laughs> I just, I just roll with it. I have fun. Yeah, you have fun until it gets stupid. Then I just run and hide in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> we fight about stupid stuff, though. Uh, we don't fight about nothing too serious. Uh, I think I think we just fight about stupid things. But it's like, if you don't have at least an argument or two with your significant other... Then it ain't no good. I don't, I don't know. I just... Something's wrong. Something's just not right. They're probably out there cheating. There's possible that. I mean, you got to have at least one argument about something. And we know the biggest argument in this world is, like, you fight about finances. So, what have we been together? Like, 27 years or some shit? Yeah. Is it been <laughs> that long? <laughs> yeah. Our wedding anniversary, our actual wedding anniversary... I don't is count like that. Right before the rumble. Yeah, I don't count that. But our together... Th- I mean, that's September. Yeah. Yeah. We've been together since 94. So how long is that? I can't count here. 27. 27 years. Yeah. And I still want to kill you. <laughs> I 
that's okay. I thought as you get uh, later in the years, man, you don't want to kill your spouse. But me, I want to kill you almost every day. Huh? You still uh, dreaming about throwing me out to Sears Tower? And drowning you. I want to drown you in Lake Michigan. <laughs> It happens. And now I got some PC perks over on YouTube defending you. That's some bullshit, man. <laughs> Thanks for standing up for me, but I can take care of myself. Thank oh, yes, you, you can. I, uh, I can on it. physical attraction, Gabrielle Union, who the fuck she is, I don't know, uh, grab a lot. I don't know if that's helpful for couples, but for us, I think it's great. What the hell? You know, physical attraction. You know, that's a little bit of it. Oh, okay, yeah. it's like 90% for me. For you. For me. Yeah, but, for you. you know, maybe other 10% is their sex skills. Uh, but physical attraction, I think, is a real freaking big deal. Yeah. I, I do I do, I do, a little bit of the physical attraction, but I also like their personality. Is it that, always comes down to the stupid. Per- you know what? It always comes down to the person. I just like their personality. I don't just like their personality. I got to see something. If somebody walks through the door and I go, hmm, <laughs> then that's a good thing. If I go, ooh. <laughs> don't you know what bother. I think of when people say personality? <coughs> what? They're with some freaking ogre looking bitch. And I they really to, like her personality. And they gotta explain why the hell they're being seen with them. Because <laughs> they can't get anybody hot. There was some ogre looking fucking bitch, man. Well, I like her personality. I'm sure you fucking do, man. How the hell you get up underneath that shit, man? That's something. But, yeah, I, I mean, personality, if, they, if, they're, if you can't have a conversation with this person, it's not worth it. You gotta be able to have a conversation. Did you ever see somebody walking a bar that's like skinny and you know like a buck eighty the guy, and next thing you know is woman walks in behind him's four hundred pounds yeah. and go how the fuck does that work? She got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do to find the hole? There's nothing wrong with that. I I was I'm not always been small. Yeah, but I'm not a buck eighty. Well, hell no, you ain't. <laughs> What's he do? Like, throw water on him and flour to find her hole? What? Dude, you're mean. You're not PC. I don't care about being fucking PC. This is my platform. That's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> How does it work? I don't know. I don't judge people like that. Oh, bullshit. Uh-uh. You know what? You're I lying. Com- I-, I compare myself to a lot of people. You know what? You're not gonna do that. Not on this show. Like you're the freaking mi- like you're the goody two shoes. I'm not a, good, not I'm not a goody two shoes. But it's like when I see bigger girls. I mean, I only a few times. Okay, only a few specific people do I make comments about that too. Because I was big once, so I used to sit there when I was when I was really big and be like, I don't understand why you're still here. <laughs> Sometimes I would say, you know what, that's true. (laughs) I'm like, I ain't gonna lie. After the kids and everything, and I got pretty dang big and couldn't get rid of it, no matter what. That's because you would eat two freaking Whoppers with cheese, man. Yeah, don't forget the large fries. And the large fries, man. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sitting here, can't you do fucking sit-ups or some shit? Nope. But I I had to stick with you. You had to. Well, that's because I took an oath, man. I had to stick with you. Oh, you had to. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) You make it seem like you had a major obligation. I kind of did. Anyway. Rude. (laughs) uh, Steve Harvey on X's. X's. 
I don't bring up exes. I don't remember them or have any fond memories. I didn't even, I didn't know anything until my wife came along. Very interesting. Very interesting way to look at an ex. I wish you would look at an ex like that. I do all the time. I don't bring them up. It's you. You're the bitch that does it. No, not all the time. Do you know how many times I've heard, and this was many years ago, many years ago, you're acting just like her. You did! <laughs> you acted like a bitch! <laughs> and you wonder why I kicked her to the curb. <laughs> but I liked you more. I liked your personality. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about personality. It's all about that personality, baby. Must have been when I was big. <laughs> I don't know what the hell else it would have been. You know what? You ever notice that the big ones have all the cool freaking laughs? And when I you know. get skinny and hot, you're a bitch? What happened? And I'm talking about you. Oh, why? What? What happened? What happened? Yeah, what happened? When you were bigger, you had this awesome personality. My personality has not changed. I've just gotten cranky. Yeah, you're crankier in your old age. Yeah, in my old age. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been ten years since I was a big girl. Right, but you become a bitch since then. It happens. It's not supposed to happen. It happens. As you age, you're supposed to get cooler. I'm cool. I I like hanging with the cool kids. Okay, keep telling yourself that. Okay. Keep telling yourself that. I will. Uh, Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, We'll come back to this discussion in a second. Uh, You know what? This is a very interesting deal, man. And they just released pictures, the most clearest pictures around. Pyramid-shaped UFOs were spotted by the U.S. Navy. And they're the best in the world has ever seen. Uh, as far as UF uh, military footage. But what I find funny is not that they're UFOs, but the shape of them. Pyramid. Everywhere in the world. Now, everybody said it was the Egyptians that started with the pyramids and all that shit. But no, it goes back farther than that. Pyramids must have a meaning within this universe. You got one in Alaska, but these were the clearest pictures around of a UFO. I really believe that they're starting to get scared shitless because all these UFO sightings, that it's hard for them to keep it under control, under wraps now. Too many witnesses. <laughs> Damn right. Well, we are in the age of technology, man. Uh, but we're going to take, uh, we're going to listen to some Skid Row, fuck that Coldplay shit, <laughs> and some Ozzy Osbourne. We'll be right back.
good as the trail is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Ah, oh, yeah, man, they say our books are coming today. It's out for delivery. You'll be able to get signed books, and what's going to happen is it'll go through a PayPal deal. Uh, I'll give you the links and all that type of stuff when it gets uh, on YouTube. I'll know tonight for sure. And I'll put the links as well in the Discord server, how you can get your signed copy of Brotherhood and Betrayal, uh, Lips for freaking China with her signature and my signature. Uh, it really helps out uh, the show and everything like that. But really appreciate all the support. Again, today they're supposed to be coming, and we'll put the information in the description boxes of the YouTube, Facebook, everywhere we're at that way you guys can uh, get yourselves uh, some copies I know it is taking a while to get but you know the book is uh, selling really freaking good right now and they're keeping up is what I was told because I was bitching and complaining man I was like you know what why is it taking so long to get my freaking proofs man and they will be proof books so uh, collectors items man uh-huh yeah and, and I'm going to be the one with the lipstick kiss, not Hollywood. Right. You know, I'm starting to think maybe I should get some new age and biking and brotherhood ones, too, and uh, get those out because people have been bugging me about them. Well, we might have to. So, anyway, that's your show for today. We're gone for the weekend, uh, myself and Chinadow, but I'll be on here for Rockin' with Hollywood for one more time. And then uh, the weekend, I am off, guys, so I appreciate all your uh, support. You guys rock and roll. All the donations that have been coming in the last couple days, that was that really helps, man. We're uh, getting Chinadow's studio set up. Uh, we really appreciate all the donations from Big D and stuff. Uh, she's going to have her own studio, and I'm finally getting her out of my fucking hair, man. I'm loving it. I can't wait. Anyway, guys, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.